Hello and welcome to the Draft Podcast on Baseball America's podcast feed. I'm Carlos Colazzo, joined by Peter Flaherty. Uh, and apologies for the week one delay. That's definitely an issue on my end, Peter. But how are you doing now that we're two weeks into college baseball? I'm doing great. I'm happy to hop back on with you. And um, we've got an actual sample size under our belt. So I'm excited to dive into what we've seen here so far. Yeah, something of a sample size. I'm not sure how exactly you view two weeks. I think for for pitchers, it's a lot easier to have quicker takeaways um, in my mind. And then for hitters, obviously, there are some guys who are kind of sprinting out of the gates and looking phenomenal. Uh, We'll talk about a few of those players today, but it definitely feels like you need to give at least a month or so maybe before we can really have any takeaways from from the hitting side and any strong takeaways. But I feel like there are interesting things you can pick up on, again, especially for pitchers, but I guess with both pitchers and hitters, if you're looking at more like mechanical changes, how players are setting up in the box, if they're like noticeable approach changes, strength changes, um, the tools you can see maybe ticking up or regressing a little bit quicker than maybe you want to buy into a statistical performance. But uh, how the first two weeks been for you, Peter, in terms of expectations for just players and covering the draft overall versus um, maybe what the reality actually is? They've been great. This is going to be like a classic middleman on the fence answer. Um, But like as expected and what was going to be the case regardless, um, some guys have been super, super impressed with and then others naturally have gotten off to a little bit of a a slower start. Um, And I'm not as I I don't want to say that the first two weeks have really affected any of my I guess outlook for July that drastically because I think it would just be irresponsible, but guys have certainly um, bolstered their cases for the area in which we have them projected. So um, it's been solid. Yeah. Well, let's get into some of these players. Um, I mean, I wrote about 10 players uh, on the site today as we record this podcast. If you're listening, you can read the piece in full. It's more 10 players who are, doing something interesting whether that's positive or negative there are a few players that still have some questions but I'm, I'm just trying to get into them a little deeper we'll talk about a few of those players but is there any one player who's really just jumped out and wowed you more than anyone else to start the year i have one guy in mind um and i don't think you have the same one and it, it could be guys that you've seen in person i know that you got to see kansas state early on uh, it could be guys that you've just been able to watch um over streams or on tv uh or just or just players that you're impressed with the performance I've got two of them. You probably know. Uh, you probably know both because uh, neither are going to be hot takes. Um, but if the draft were tomorrow, and I had the first overall pick, I'm I'm pretty sold that I would be taking Travis Bazana mm. um, from Oregon State. Uh, he came out of the gate yeah. guns blazing. Um, it's really been like with Bazana. I know I've been a huge advocate for him and and a fan of his game for a while now and what he's done hasn't been overly shocking even for as well as he's performed um but i mean the swing is just so beautiful it's so aesthetically pleasing like the barrel control and barrel skills are off the charts combined with his double plus bat speed it's such an explosive operation i mean it looks like to the pull side like it is it's 55 borderline six power that he's been getting to in games. And then he's got the same really good approach. Um, as our good friend, Jeff Pont says, his eyes are, are God's track, man. Um, and he's just looked really good in all facets of the game. 
Mm. Um, I think it for me, he's my he's my one one guy. Not to get too reactionary, and then on the pitching <laughs> side, well, you let's 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 stay here for a second because I feel like you have always been a, a very strong Travis Bazana proponent. I thought over the off season I had pulled you over to the JJ Weatherholt uh, bandwagon of things, just maybe with the difference in power. But I think you're right. The the power uptick he's shown is impressive. He's already got five home runs through his first eight games of the season this year. His career high with Oregon State is 11 home runs in a season. He did that in 2023. It does seem like there is a change in terms of the power he's getting to. If he keeps up this pace, I mean, he's not going to keep up this pace over the full season, but we should be looking at a career high in homers. I'm curious what the exit velocity data is going to look like. Is It seems like he's maybe sacrificed a tick of contact to get to that power, but I think most teams and most scouts would be perfectly fine with the sort of trade-off he's had so far. Uh, so that's an interesting name. I, I want to, before you get into your pitchers, I want to just mention another hitter that I feel like I don't necessarily know that it, that I would take him 1-1 if the draft were today, but I think he's certainly putting himself in the elite tier of hitters in this class and is making a case for 1-1, and that's Georgia's Charlie Condon. Mm-hmm. Even before the second week, I, I've just been asking scouts as I'm at games like what they think of the class, um, kind of running over our, our top names of them, and even before the first weekend series was completed, I had a few scouts say, you know, Charlie Condon, like, yeah, we had him. I think we have him number eight on the board right now. There are a lot of scouts who thought he should be kind of inside that top five, top six. And then he has put together eight games of multi-hit efforts. He has four home runs. He's got five doubles. He's played third base, left field, and first base already in this small stretch. Um the hitting chops look great. The power is obviously great. It's probably double plus game power, um, which is impressive. So if you feel better about his defensive versatility, I think he's going to put himself right in line with where Nick Kurtz is on the board. Uh, and it wouldn't shock me if there are people who are considering him or thought of him as just the number one talent in the class. So I think these are our two maybe biggest up arrow performers of this elite group at the very top of our board so far, Charlie Condon and Travis Bazana. Yeah, I'm happy you brought up Condon. Um, he's been, I mean, he's been going gangbusters to start. Um, the contact rates have been outstanding. I think he's running a a 91% overall contact rate. You mentioned he's had no issue getting into his borderline double plus raw power in games. The hit tool is plus to boot. Um, and then the quality of impact that he's generating on a consistent basis is super, super impressive. Like mm. none of his hits to this point whether it's been the bombs that he's hit or even just singles um none of them have really been cheap like they have all been square on the barrel um and absolutely melted and i Mm. think that again it's been just two weeks but having him like you said in that kurtz range like i think for me um he he's right there with him early on so i'm i'm very looking forward to sec play beginning and Absolutely. And I was kind of I was kind of surprised with how solid he looked at third base. Again, he's he's kind of bounced around defensively. Um, but I just pulled up some video of him playing the position. He moved around well. He made a couple nice throws. He's made some routine plays. I, I don't think he's long term a third baseman. I think he probably just fits best in a corner outfield spot. But the fact that he is showing uh, a little bit better athleticism, I think, than scouts were expecting early this year. He made one fairly slick kind of over the fence foul territory grab. I think it was as a left fielder uh, at that point, Um, but he's moved around pretty well. And 
yeah, Nick Kurtz has the lefty hitting advantage. Um, Condon is a right-handed hitter, but I mean, his his track again. You mentioned it. We need to wait till SEC play. Like for all these hitters, I think it's a lot easier to uh, kind of boost your stats early in the season until you start consistently playing strong competition. Although I think for Bazana, he's faced a a pretty challenging slate so far. Um, but yeah, I, I just think if you look at Condon's track record and performance as a hitter in his year plus now it's pretty phenomenal and if he keeps up this sort of pace he's going to have some silly stats at the end of the season in terms of his just career performance yeah i mean there are no holes in the track record again i'm i'm excited to see him kind of get into sec play because that'll be very telling and and i guess validating in a sense um for where we at least internally have him slotted so it'll be fun to follow and it was a good point on the defense as well because I think there, there was some concern at least heading into this year, and there might still be a little concern depending on who you ask that he ends up at first base long-term, but I know at least from watching him and just how he moves, I I think it's almost a worst case left field type scenario, which again, it's not necessarily the sexiest position to end up at long-term and, and to have a guy pegged as that right now, but it is better than a, a right, right first baseman. So yeah, I think just the fact that I'm not thinking of him as a first base DH only type really does help the profile here, especially when a lot of his peers, uh, the guys that he's going to be stacking up against, are still corner profiles. So yeah, no, it'll be it'll be fun to follow. Yeah. All right. Well, you were going to mention a pitcher, so I guess if you, if you have an arm you want to talk about, we can get into that as well. <laughs> I was going to say when you uh, when you mentioned Bazan and the the quality of competition he faced it was like a perfect alley-oop type segue like the the Wade to LeBron <laughs> gift um and I think it's hard to not start with Hagen Smith and what he did last Friday night I mean I it's one of I I went back and and watched the entire thing on Synergy because I am I'm Same. not a uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a flow sports subscriber uh <laughs> but I mean it was I, I was I was left speechless and and mm. I think most people were keeping up via Twitter and the Arkansas Twitter account mm-hmm. did a great job of regularly tweeting out what he was doing so it was and in video form so it was rather easy to kind of watch yeah. what he was up to um, but again it was six shutout I think it was six shutout hitless innings if he allowed a hit it was one knock or, uh, or two hit I believe hitting. it was one drag bunt early on and then another hit yeah. Yeah, so it was two hits across six shutout with with seventeen punch outs, um, <laughs> and it was just a, I mean a a masterful performance in every sense of the word. And it was a he could have done this against really any team in the country. Um, it, he could have done it against Arkansas Pine Bluff. No offense to the Golden Lions, but I, he could have done that, and and people still would be raving about what he did just because of the level of difficulty. But Oregon State is one of the best teams in the country early on. They have arguably one of, if not the best lineups in the country. And it was just flat out dominant. He was 97 and 99 with his fastball, plenty of run and sink um, to the arm side. He commanded it extremely well. And then he paired it with a, a lethal um, mid to high 80 slider, tons of long sweeping action with some teeth. Yep. Again, it's a pitch that he had great feel for command and control were advanced he dominated with both like the sliders comfortably plus same with the heater mm-hmm. um and then he also occasionally mixed in a change up and i like 
six three lefty like he in that outing looked at the part um of a potential frontline starter and you add in the the aspect and the added bonus that he is a left-handed pitcher and i mean with that start alone obviously he's not going to go out and do that every time Hmm. but that is going to stick that's going to be seared into everyone's (laughs) mind um for the rest of the season and as we lead up to july i know it will be with me and like top 10 type of upside is is certainly not out of the question and Mm -hmm. he'll be he'll be competing for the being the first college arm off the board i'm curious what you thought yeah i mean i thought it was a just electric performance i think it's probably the most dominant pitching outing that we've seen so far this season he mean he struck out 17 of the 22 batters he faced um the stuff was explosive like you said i think it's probably at this point, I, I don't. I would struggle to come up with a left-handed pitcher in the class who had better pure stuff than Hagen Smith right now. And really, what what impressed me more than the pure stuff, because I think everyone knew that, that his pure stuff was pretty electric, was just the way he was doing it. Um, I compared this start to some of his outings and how he looked in twenty twenty three. Again, you mentioned his size. He's listed at six foot three, two hundred twenty five pounds. He looks a little bit more physical uh, in a little bit better shape this year than last year i think that translated to a a slightly easier delivery in this outing in particular it looks like his arm speed is almost a little bit quicker too but there's just less recoil less effort in the delivery right now than i saw from a year ago um and if that can lead to more consistent command with his fastball and his slider yeah it's it's a pretty explosive combination um he threw 59 of his 78 pitches for strikes. He got ahead in the count in 13 of the 22 at-bats that he had. Um, so if he's able to just kind of stack outings, and obviously you don't need to strike out 17 batters each outing, but if he, he can just establish the zone with his fastball to set up that explosive slider, um, and he's going to be sitting in the mid to high 90s with the fastball touching 100 from the left side, uh, you just feel a little bit better about his ability to start at the next level. And I think the just the refinements he's made to delivery and, and the ease of that delivery this year is maybe more impressive than any sort of velocity or, or slider filth because the biggest question with him, I think he's going to have two big questions moving forward. Uh, the track record of his health. He already has a, a Tommy John surgery on the resume from high school. Um and then, like, what's the role? Is he a starter? Is he a reliever? He's kind of been effectively wild in a starting role for Arkansas. So if he can take a notable step forward with his strikes, with his command, I think the delivery already looks a little bit better. I think maybe that could separate him from some of the other pitchers and especially left-handed pitchers in this class. But I think, I mean, a question you're going to have with, with Hagen Smith, a question you're going to have with uh, Chase Burns, a question you're going to have with Brody Brecht is, like, these guys so far have flashed it. Um, they've done it in one outing. His first outing of the season, he went one inning. He allowed three earned runs. He walked two. He struck out two against James Madison. Um, I think Chase Burns is the same deal. His his week one was pretty explosive. It was electric. It looked locked in. The next week, he struggled a little bit more with command. I think Brody Brecht has struck out tons of batters in, in both his starts, but he's been a little all over the place and erratic. So I think the consistency within starts, the consistency from start to start is going to be really what separates these pitchers in the long run and in the draft overall but certainly Hagen Smith's outing last weekend was especially dominant and exciting 
Absolutely. And I think that you you brought up a few really good points. And one is, uh, of course, and everyone listening to this knows this, that he's not going to go out and do what he did every single start on on Friday night. If he does, then he is going 1-1. Um, but uh, no, I think the the continuation and of the general themes that he flashed is going to be key. Um, like you said, the improved command and control, he's not going to be dotting everything up and have seemingly video game like control and command of of his offerings for the rest of the year but just consistency in that regard um the consistency in the sequencing of pitching like the the pitchability aspect of it and again you mentioned um the health uh that's that'll be a big one and then if he's just able to keep as you said and and put it perfectly if he's just able to keep stacking these starts um and mitigate and kind of quell any sort of questions people have about him starting. Um, he's not going to last very long. And I think that when you look down the board and you look up and down the board right now at, at these pitchers, the one guy who I think has helped his cause early again, not to segue off of Hagen Smith, but um, of guys in my book, at least who are definite starters professionally is, is Jonathan Santucci at Duke. Mm, I don't know yeah. if, you had any thoughts on that but i i think he's looked exceptional in the first couple of weeks and again with him the, the command is has been a little bit scattered um but the slider's been plus he's actually leaned pretty heavily on his slider early on yeah i think he's throwing it just as much if not more than his heater yeah he's but, he's definitely throwing it more in the second start he used it 71 percent of the time um, but yeah, I can see, I think it's, I think it's a no doubt plus slider. And I'd say he, in, in terms of left-handed pitchers like Hagen Smith and Jonathan Santucci, it wouldn't be surprising if, if both those guys have kind of leaped over Josh Hartle at Wake Forest at this point. Yeah. I'm with you at least early on. I'd, I'd take both over, over Josh. Um, and it's not necessarily a knock on Josh and more so just how good, um, both Santucci and Smith have looked in the early going, but with Santucci, you've got a super athletic, aesthetically pleasing delivery with clean arm action. That fastball has been 93 to 96, up to 97 a few times with its trademark carry, especially up in the zone. And then you mentioned it, Slyers Plus. He hasn't thrown the changeup a whole lot. He's only thrown it a handful of times. Um, yep. But that's a pitch that I know this fall and last season hmm. uh, or, yeah, this fall and last spring um, has flashed 55 borderline six so yeah i remember we were talking about him as having like a, a chance for three legitimate plus offerings and i think that's maybe my biggest question with santucci moving forward um i mean he's struck out 17 batters in his first 11 innings of work over two outings he's been pretty dominant he really hasn't need to diversify the pitch mix too much because the slider has just been so good so overpowering um, but through two starts, he's used the slider 61% of the time, the fastball just 38% of the time, the changeup just 1% of the time. Like you said, only a, a few handfuls. In his second outing of the season, he generated 22 whiffs with the slider. He was pitching backwards off that pitch, which maybe you'd expect given that usage rate. Um, and it, it really feels like he has better feel, or early in the season in these few starts, he's had better feel to land the slider four strikes than the fastball. But the, the fastball quality is so good, both in terms of velocity and shape. I'm really curious to see what the fastball command is going to look like moving forward. That should be a pitch that he's able to establish this, the zone, dominate the zone, and, and make that slider play up even more. Um, so that's maybe an area of like nitpickiness that you can look at right now. It's just it's weird for a left-handed pitcher who's sitting in the mid-90s with that sort of riding life 
who's throwing a fastball less than 40% of the time. I'm very curious to see how his pitch usage is going to track moving forward because that is a, a very high slider rate for a, a guy that you expect and hope will be a starter at the next level. Although maybe there are some teams who, who probably love that. I mean, there are a lot of big league teams at this point are just trying to throw sliders more and more often, but I'm, I'm not sure at what point you get too extreme where it's like, okay, how much can you actually locate and command the fastball? Yeah. I mean, early where, where it's almost 67, almost 65% of the time, rather, it's a little bit like, whoa, especially when you mentioned where he's got a borderline um, plus heater in his back pocket as well. And I think that the feel and, the feel that he has for the slider only adds to its effectiveness. And I, I'm with you that in watching these first couple of starts that he is, he looks more comfortable almost and, and has more advanced feel for that slider, um, which is very impressive. But again, I'd, I'd like to see the, the command and control and the fastball maybe tick up a little bit. I, yes. yep. the, the, the usage rate, um, I'm sure we'll we'll just rise and more level out with with time as we get into the season. Um, but if he is able to take a little bit of a step forward in that department, I'd be encouraged. And then I'm also curious to see how much he does mix in that changeup because I am I am a big fan of it. I'm kind of a sucker, like a lot of people are, for a good left-handed pitcher changeup. Oh yeah, you don't have to tell um, me. And I think I think his changeup is like pretty significantly better than a guy like Hagen Smith. And and I think Hagen Smith. Last year, I actually used the changeup a decent amount. I would, I would be really excited to see Santucci push like a ten percent usage rate with his changeup because I do think it is a really good pitch. I just want to see it more often. Yeah, no, and and like you said, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I think last year he threw it less than ten percent of the time. If he's even just floating around that range, if not a little more, just kind of flashing it and mixing it in. Um, it, however many times he does it per start, he hasn't really needed it early on. There's no reason to kind of push the envelope when he's been dominating with the fastball and slider against um indiana and i'm i'm blanking on who he threw against last friday but uh no he's another one that i've been very western okay yeah against indiana northwestern um again he has no reason i guess force it but um Mm -hmm. one thing i'll be curious about and looking forward to as we keep going but he is another at least arm that that has stuck out in my mind pretty early yeah awesome okay um i've got a hitter that i saw early on who's been pretty good do you have any other hitters outside of maybe our top end guys like bazana and in condon who you've been excited about i know you've long been a caleb loma vita guy and it sounds like he's <laughs> taken a, a pretty strong start to the season i was gonna say before you threw in the the loma vita there at the end um i was gonna say it'll probably roll my eyes because that's exactly where i was going and i know i've been beating <laughs> the uh the Loma Vita drum for a while now um, and saying that he's my number one college catcher was a little bit of a hot take heading into the season. Um, But so far he's looked excellent. I don't think it was was crazy hot. Those guys are all reasonably close together and we have them stacked pretty tightly right now too. So I was going to say, yeah, that was a hot take saying a hot take was a hot take by (laughs) me um, because they they are literally like stacked, but Mm. No, he's, he's at the really, time though. To your credit, they were a little further apart on our board, at least if you're just yeah, draft the board. So. I guess I'll, I'll I'll give it to myself. <laughs> but I I caught him in Arizona. Um, I caught him live. He he looked really really good. It wasn't anything that I had not seen this past summer on the Cape, where he was also super impressive. Um, but he just the he had a keen awareness for the barrel um plus bat speed it's legit plus power to the pull side i really like the swing um 
rotates super well and he does um i i think that he convinced a lot of people early on um of his ability to stick behind the plate moves really well did a nice job corralling balls in the dirt received well with soft hands the arm is at least above average for me called a really good game um the approach i was also impressed with uh right on right breaking balls is still a little bit of a bugaboo but it hasn't necessarily hindered the production early on and when you zoom out and you look at the product of work with loma vita kind of how we were talking about santucci early on and when you simplify it to okay you have an athletic left-handed pitcher clean delivery with borderline three plus pitches how long does that last and with Loma Vita, for me, you've got a guy that's going to one. I, I have no question that he is going to be able to stick behind the plate. Um, so you've got an athletic catcher with mm-hmm. 55 arm, depending on who you ask, perhaps a 55 hit, at least 55 power. Um, mentioned the above average arm and the most underrated aspect to his game is his speed and, and running ability. Um, he, this summer turned in plus run times. Um, he was moving down the line when I saw him, um, in Arizona, he's already got three bags to his name this season. Like how, how long does a catcher like that last? And if teams are really sold on the hit tool, um, and again, the production isn't hindered by, the the slight issue of right on right breaking balls like that's yeah. not that's not going to last past the top 20 to 25 picks at least right now it's not pack 12 sure. pitching is a is a different animal but I, I think i think especially in what's seen as a slightly down draft class where you have a lot of corner profiles if you have such a well-rounded college hitter who is a slam dunk catcher at the next level i, I think in general the industry likes to push up the college catcher demographic um, and that's not even taking into account like likelihood of, of sticking or defensive reputation behind the plate. But if he's that good of a defensive catcher and he's putting up these sort of offensive numbers and he has the, the supplemental tools that you're talking about, like that's a really attractive package overall. Um, and he's coming off a really strong 2023 season. Uh, it looks like he's just coming out of the gate extremely hot. He's already a quarter of the way to his 16 home runs uh, a year ago with four in eight games. So it's it's a really appealing package and again i think if there's one profile the industry loves to push up the board it's it's college catching maybe college catching and college pitching is just a demographic that that teams and decision makers really covet and can't get enough of in the draft yeah and and it might be right now because i'm i'm feeling myself on the take but i right now on february 28th he will have new career highs in virtually every major offensive statistical category i've very little doubt about it he's he's gonna hit 16 plus bombs and he's he's getting double digit bags i know he wants to get double digit bags and he'll he'll be able to but and then also like physically it's kind of that prototypical catcher's build but he's Mm. really really strong it's all muscle um i'm just a really big fan and and the offensive profile again i i really like because it is legit plus power to the pool side really not even strictly pull side like this summer he was driving balls into the gap into the right center field gap um he'll flash that more and then if he's just doing what he's doing like the the one home run he hit on sunday was i think i have a video of it on my twitter but he he hit it all the way up the berm um 
in in left field at Salt River, and that I mean it had to have been four hundred and fifty plus feet. <laughs> um, and the operation itself is just super super athletic, and the like. I, I'm I'm a huge fan of him, so I'm I'm looking forward to to watching him as conference play ramps up. And they've yeah. played a really good schedule so far too. Like they haven't played. I guess crummy teams for lack yeah. of a term. Kansas State, Boston College, BYU, Connecticut, Sac State. Yeah, it's a good schedule so far for them. Yeah, and then I guess the other guy that I I caught pretty good and was impressed with was Kansas State shortstop Kalen Culpepper. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the more this... I see him, the more I really like him. His his hands are just so fast. <laughs> oh man, he you is... have one swing on your Twitter of, of him. I don't know if it, what kind of what the batted ball result was, but it's just a beautiful looking swing. Batted ball result was long bomb out to left field um, at Arizona well, State, <laughs> but he was similar to Loma Vida. It was more of a validating look than it was anything new. Like he didn't flash anything that I was like, I didn't see Kalen Culpepper do that before. Um, But it was like, it just reinforced my thoughts on him. It's just a, you mentioned it. It's a really explosive operation in the box with silly bat and hand speed. Like the barrel is just zooming through the zone. It's a very aesthetically pleasing in sync looking operation. He's consistently gets off quick, tight turns with his hips um what did you what did you think about him defensively like did you get many chances uh with him at shortstop it was a quiet game against cal but i I, i'm convinced that he's going to be able to stick at shortstop the athleticism really translates he's got soft hands um the actions are clean he's got a good internal clock the arm is a the arm's at least a 55 it's it's a it's teetering on a six at the position i think i put it at a plus i think it's a rocket yeah he's he's got a he he lets it rip um on the left side and it's and it's a pretty easy um plus arm so i'm i'm convinced that he sticks at shortstop and then the offensive profile again is very very appealing because i think it's again it's plus power to the pull side um he hammered a excuse me he hammered a, a a triple off the wall in dead center and it was an absolute laser um it was like he kind of he he missed one early uh, in his first at bat. He just got under one in his second, and I it just kind of seemed like he was about to unload on a ball um, mm. his next at bat, and he got it um, and almost got out. But again, it's it's just a really good looking in sync operation. Um, hand speed, bat speed is is all there, and um, very athletic shortstop with with the arm to boot. So mm-hmm. that's another guy where he's not going to last very long, at least looking at it right now, barring yep. something extremely different. That's, that's going really early. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search match with indeed. If you need to hire, you need indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. That's why I use Indeed for our hiring at Baseball America. It allows me to do everything on one website. I get quality candidates. I can schedule them. I can interview them. I can screen them. I can send messages to them, all within Indeed. 
And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I have a guy that is maybe as high as Loma Vida and Culpepper in terms of the draft board, but but a hitter that I was impressed with opening weekend, and I didn't get a full look just because I had some off off the field things to take care of uh, opening weekend, unfortunately. But Billy Amick at Tennessee, Clemson transfer, I think he was really exciting addition to the roster for many people. You had highlighted him in the offseason in our college preview content, Peter, uh, both you and Teddy. I was really impressed with uh, just his bat speed, the raw power he had, the um, approach at the plate, actually. And I didn't expect for him to be a player that I was impressed with his approach. But he made some inner eight within at-bat adjustments against sliders that I I thought were impressive in my specific look. I I do think that like sliders and recognizing those pitches and making more contact against them is actually one of the weaker parts of his game overall. So it's kind of surprising that, that that was something that stuck out to me in a positive way. But I mean, just yesterday he added his fourth home run of the season. He boosted the average up over 300. He's hitting 306, 359, 722. Um, but just the raw power and bat speed and intent that he swings with is really impressive. He managed to hit one 93-mile-per-hour fastball from Cal Robinson down the right field line that he was a little late on and a little under on, and he had enough strength to just muscle the pitch out despite not barreling it up with the best contact. And then he fully got into a couple pitches that he deposited into the left center field fence uh, or over the left center field fence, I should say. And then defensively, I'm not sure like how good a defender he is at the hot corner, but he made a few plays that were pretty impressive, including one really tricky backhand grab heading towards the third baseline, throwing across his body uh, in foul territory right past the bag and making a really impressive throw to first base on a line uh, to get a a runner out. So I I think he was pretty impressive all around. I do think it's probably more of a power over hit offensive profile, Um, but he was one of the hardest hitting batters um, in terms of 90th percentile exit velocity in 2023 among our top college hitters. I would expect him to still be in that sort of category at the end of the year in 2024. Um, but I was I was pretty impressed with him in my very brief in-person look. And then just throughout the year so far, uh, the performance he has, he's tied for the team lead in homers with Tennessee. I think he's going to be a really intriguing um, power-oriented right-handed bat for someone. And if he can keep showing that sort of third-base defense, I think on the site right now for us, he's showing up as a first baseman. I'm not really sure why that's the case. We haven't listed as a third baseman internally, but um, he, he's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, he's another guy that I'm happy you brought him up. He's obviously been performing reasonably well early. I've, like you, I've been mostly impressed with the power that he's flashed. It's, for me, it's no doubt plus. I really like the swing. You mentioned it's easy bat speed. Um, super, super strong kid. Like, it's just a really strong swing in general. Really sound wrist strength forearm strength 
um almost a a barrel chested look like he is all all muscle um gets plenty of torque in his swing i really like how he finishes um and i think the biggest thing for him um is not is just not going to be getting completely diced um by sec pitching which i don't think yeah. he will like it is power over hit for me and and yep. you it, it it sounds like as well yep um but i there is clear and it's a pretty cool take um but it it there's clear like 20 plus home run up, upside mm-hmm. and if he's not running a running an absurd k rate yeah sliders like sec sliders i'll be curious to see how he handles that pitch type specifically i, I guess changeups as well has been uh maybe an issue but yeah seeing seeing what the strikeout rate is looking like like how aggressive he is outside of the zone uh the sort of adjustments he'll be able to make against his off speed pitches because I, I think he can he has more than enough bat speed to handle fastballs that's not really too much of a question for me right now but yeah wouldn't be surprised i mean we have him on like fringe day one range right now uh if he just keeps performing he probably just solidifies like a locked in day one profile yeah, I at, at least right now, I it's hard for me to think he gets out of the top two rounds. I don't know where he ends up going ultimately, but I do think it is a a top two round type. But again, you mentioned it. the The main thing for me is just going to be seeing how he does against like he he'll handle the heaters fine, and there are some the, some premium fastballs in the SEC, and I think he's going to put some really good swings on some really good fastballs that are going to make people go whoa. Um, but again, it's just a matter of how he handles himself against the quality breaking balls, which I think he'll handle himself, um, fine enough, but, um, I'm just a, I'm a big fan of the swing in general. Like it's easy. It's a very quiet, easy operation. He does not sell out to get into his power. He really drives the baseball with authority. That's what I've been impressed about early on. Like even his outs have been. Mm-hmm. have been barrels and the quality of impact he generates yeah. is... he had one he had one ground ball that he hit basically directly to the opposing team shortstop but it was a rocket and absolutely ate him up and i think it went as a single maybe at, in the majors it'd, it'd be an error but yeah he's he has annihilated the baseball and had a lot of hard hard hit outs as well as uh plays like that where he just creates a a hit out of something that really shouldn't be just because of the velocity he can put on the ball. Yeah. Just a, a, just a super strong kid, like an imposing presence, I think for in the opposing batter's box for pitchers, like obviously, I mean, you know who Billy Amick is like, you're not going to be like, Whoa, who's this kid? But I think like he commands the box um, really well. Like he's a presence um, in there and I, he plays with a little bit of a swagger that I like. And then the big thing is defensively where, it is a little bit more iffy as to whether or not he makes a move, whether it's to left field or maybe over to first. But I think that like, he's going to get a shot absolutely to, to, to prove himself over at the hot corner professionally. I don't know how long he'll stick there. Maybe six yeah. there his whole career, maybe makes a move, but um, he has at the very least held his own early on. So mm-hmm. that's another guy that I'm, I'm very excited about as we get into conference play. Are there any players that, that you're maybe concerned about or still waiting on them to, to kind of have that moment uh, where you get excited about or, or players that just have some question marks for you? I've got a couple that I could bring up, but um, curious if you um, have any immediate, immediate names. I'm trying to think a little bit. It It is still early. I guess in the, in the breath of impressiveness, uh, to buy myself a little bit more time as I, I think. And I can go to my players if you want to. Yeah, I was going to mention one more um, that I was like Braden Montgomery is another guy that I've been super, super impressed with early. It's more just been like 
reinforce, but it's also a, like he continued to take another step forward with his approach and overall bat to ball skills. Like mm-hmm. plus bat speed from both sides, plus power from both sides. Everyone knows about the arm. Um, he's absolutely crushing fastballs in the early going. And then on the mound last night, um, I, I think I said it exactly like this, but I'm firmly in like the Braden Montgomery is a, a hitter camp, but it, he, he moves really, really well on the mound. There's present arm speed. Every, the fastball is upper nineties with carry. Um, it's more of like a fun arm, but last night he randomly turned over a, a plus changeup. It doesn't change my thinking at all, but um, it just, <laughs> I, I really do think if he was just a pitcher, he would be like a legitimate pitching prospect. Cause I've seen a good breaking ball out of him. The fastball has solid traits. Like the arm strength is obvious. And then we're talking about a changeup here too. Like if this is a guy who literally was never focused on hitting, it was just refining his craft as a pitcher. I think he has it's like really exciting upside. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm with you. I think like hitter for, hitter first as a prospect at this stage, but it, it is a very intriguing package on the mound. No one's going to take the bat out of his hands um, unless things go extremely awry, which I don't think they will, but it, it, he is a fun player on the mound, but it's a, it's a really good body. Like he has added, it looks like, and just looks even a little bit more physical, especially in the lower half. Um, just, Again, he's been annihilating baseballs in the early going. It's it's plus power from both sides, plus bat speed. It's just a really quiet, quiet, and then explosive operation. Mm. Yeah, he's um, hitting 393, 514, 857. He's got two more walks than strikeouts, seven to five there, three home runs, two doubles, a triple. Um, pretty good start for him with Texas A&M this year. Yeah, and so I I, I think that he he's perfectly ranked at at mm. nine i believe so he's been another guy that that i've been very impressed with in the early going well let me bring up two players that i have some concerns about and i'm curious what you think with them moving forward and i think on the surface maybe it'd be a bit weird to share these concerns because both these players are among the national leaders in strikeouts on the mound and then home runs as a hitter and that's Brody Brecht and Vance Honeycutt. Brecht has a 1.74 ERA after two games, 10.1 innings um, between Seton Hall and Auburn. He's near the national lead with 22 strikeouts. He had 11 strikeouts in both of his first two games. Um, but it's just the walks are still a massive concern for me. He walked six batters in his first game, just 4.1 innings. He walked four batters in the second game. I mean, if he's not showing any improvement in the walks throughout the season, I just he, he will e- either be an outlier college first-round pitcher or he just won't go in the first round because his walk rate is just so much higher um, than, than the typical or even the most extreme college pitcher drafted in the first round. There is a mechanical change that he's shown early in the season. There's a little bit more depth to the arm stroke, which I thought was interesting just because I had wondered if his arm action was just so compact and so fast that he couldn't repeat it. So far, it hasn't really made a material difference in the actual strikes. I know we were talking about the added um, pitches that he was adding to his mix with with Iowa pitching coach Sean McGrath. Um, I haven't been able to see all of his starts so far. I've watched a little bit of them. Um, But, I mean, it it looks like the same explosive pitcher who I'm just kind of waiting to take that step forward in strikes. And then with Vance, Vance Honeycutt, he has also shown a little bit of a difference in his mechanics so far this year. In the box as a hitter, uh, his posture is different. He's standing a bit more upright. It's a little bit more even towards the plate. It's less crouched. Um, But the swing itself, the hands, the stride, all that looks reasonably similar. 
and again, he, he's hitting well. Like the stats on the surface are solid. He's hitting 310. He has five home runs already in just eight games. Um, but I just wonder about the quality of the hit tool with him. I, I bear down on a few games with Honeycutt, and I, I just get the sense that he's a guest hitter too frequently. Sliders in particular and secondaries overall seem to still be weaknesses for him. He pulls out too often with his lower half. I wonder if like the change in setup with his legs being a little bit more even is, is trying to prevent him from pulling out too often. I, I know as like hitters, like there are different ideas of like staying open and then moving towards an even stance in your stride and your load can help you do that. He's starting out in more of an even stance this year. Um, but there are just some ABs where he just looks behind and lost and honestly looks like he doesn't know what's coming. I'm curious to see how that will change moving forward because the, again, the production has been solid He's hitting for power. He's hitting for all fields power. Uh, he has speed. He can play great defense in center field. Like maybe it, it's just one of those players where the tools are so good that the question marks that he has, like maybe an Enrique Bradfield type in a, a much different way, will still make an appealing him an appealing first-round player just because the tools package and the athleticism is so good. But I was really hoping to see maybe a more advanced approach from him early this spring, and maybe I'm overreacting too much because – some of these ABs were against Trey Savage with ECU, who who has a great uh, fastball slider changeup combination and really seems to to mix his off speed pitch as well. Um, I could just be too too bearish on him at this point, but I do have some concerns still with like the pure hitting ability of Anthony Cut. Yeah, speaking of you, Savage, he's another guy that I I thought was really good early on um, in his first two starts. But with Honeycutt, I'm with you. He's got all the tools in the world, I guess, except for a a hit tool um but yeah it's, that's the one <laughs> no he's an elite level defender great athlete um plus runner it's plus power but i'm with you like i think that there is a lack of a hit tool um and i think that it's clear in just his just the stat line alone that he's been that he's put up in his first couple of years at call in at unc like he hasn't hit above 300 and you can say what you want about batting average and how meaningful a stat it is but at the college level like yeah, for these guys and entirely that, if <laughs> there is something to just hitting over 300 in college if you're not doing that i think they're pretty easy questions to draw about a hit tool so yeah for like at the major league level if you don't want to care about batting average that's fine uh, in college you need to be hitting for average if you're an elite prospect right exactly like to be ranked in this upper echelon like top tier guys like you need to be feasting on college arms for for i i think and he is yet to do that yeah. but um i'm with you that like i i think at this point like you got you kind of have to just be all in on the fact that he is a, a power over over hit guy um he has i think if he just like kind of quits towing the line a little bit and, and just accept the fact that he is going to strike out at a, a little bit of a high clip. Like I think he does still have like 20 to 25 plus home run upside um, at the professional level. And with the speed alone, like he's got 25, 25 type upside, but the hit tool right now. Yeah. And it might be harsh. Like I'd probably give it a a 40 or a 45. Um, I don't think that's harsh. (laughs) I, yeah like i I think i have it as a 40 but i i think that the pitch recognition skills um 
And hey, like it, we're talking about a guy who has pretty electric tools outside of that. There are players at the big league level who are 40 hitters who are still productive players if they're 40 hitters, if they're getting to that power, they're getting to that speed, they're playing a premium position. You can still be a very good player with a 40 hit tool. Um, it just adds a lot of question mark. Like this is the one question mark he had earning the year. I haven't seen a material difference in the hit tool early this season. But again, like I kind of opened up the podcast with, there is more time. I'm curious to see like how the swing is looking throughout the year, if that setup changes, like kind of what the thought process is with that setup change, um, just because it's interesting to me. Um, but he is, like right now we have Vance Honeycutt over Charlie Condon on our board in our next update. I, I don't think that'll be the case. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, and again, like stuff can and will change. Um, but early on, like I, the pitch recognition skills, um, and it's going to sound like we're, like at least I'm eviscerating him, but when you're talking about question marks, like this is a pretty glaring one. Like he's still a very exciting player. He's going to impact the game in a lot of ways. Um, even on nights where he goes over four with two or three K's, like he's still bound to make a couple of really quality plays in center field. But no, I, I, I think that the hit tool right now is, is, is below average. Yeah. Um, and I'm with you. Like he does just kind of, um, I think you put it, perfectly when you said that at times he kind of looks like a guest hitter um that it like i mean that that i think sums it up well like it's yeah it, the the approach needs work the bat to ball skills need work yeah. um yeah i, I I'm, I'm curious to see how that looks as we get an acc mm-hmm. play in the town of arms absolutely um, picks up even more for sure okay um well those are all the players i really wanted to hit on today peter any anyone else um that is intriguing to you or anything else you want to mention before we hop out and get out of here i guess i forgot to mention breck too because that was another guy that you mentioned you 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 picked up on the mechanical change right away in his first start when going back and watching it you mentioned it is a little bit of a a deeper longer arm stroke with still that trademark arm speed but for yeah and there's like a visual of both of these mechanical changes in the draft piece i did like if you want to actually see the difference for yourself on the site you can like i, I tried to just grab images of that to kind of illustrate what i'm talking about but yeah there's a little more depth he's he's further he's deeper into his arm stroke he gets a little bit more behind his body uh, at the deepest point of his arm stroke and i mean that one jumped out to me right away because i just remember thinking how compact his arm action was last summer and last year um and the first the first pitch I saw from him, I was like, that that doesn't look right, does it? Uh, and it is. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. We'll see what actually happens with that. Yeah, last year it was super short and quick. This year, um, you illustrated the visual well, which is in a great piece, which I encourage everyone to read. Um, but it is deeper and longer. Like for better or worse, um, he right now to me is is kind of just the same pitcher that he was last year and we've hit on it with every single guy that it's so early and this could all completely change. Um, but it's an electric arm talent. It's silly arm speed. He's a great athlete on the mound, premium body. I just think that there is so much reliever risk early. Um, it's going to be hard to pull the trigger, um, on an arm like this in the top 20 ish picks, top half of the first round. Yeah, um, like, I, I would go fully first round for me. I mean, again, it, he's got a career nineteen point four percent walk rate. This so so far this year, it's twenty one point seven percent walk rate. That's just so far outside of the bounds of like what is typical of a first round college pitcher that we've seen teams draft. It just it feels unimaginable unimaginable to me that he goes in the first round if he maintains this walk rate. 
I mean, maybe he'll be the exception. Maybe the stuff is such that like he is an outlier arm type on, on arm talent. And it may be teams have advanced enough in their pitching development. Like that teams like the Dodgers of the race will feel confident about getting him to throw more strikes. But uh, yeah, I really, he was, he was a guy that you're like really excited for because you're hoping to see some material changes there. Again, I don't want to get too overboard here because it has just been two starts and maybe he's a guy who's just going to figure it out. And as he gets more reps, the strikes will come. He'll get more feel. He'll get, um, he'll just be able to put the ball in the zone. But literally if he just puts the ball over the plate, he's going to have tons of success. So I want to see him do again. Like he's pitched well in terms of results for Iowa. He has struck out batters. He has not allowed a lot of runs. He's just working around so much, so many runners that he's just putting on base for free. It's, uh, it's scary. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Like the, the stuff is thunderous. It's two double plus arguably pitches in his fastball and power slider. It's like going into the, going into the season and and into the season, he just needs to improve the, the strike throwing in general really needs to improve. And then the quality of strikes as well. Like if he's just throwing competitive pitches, the, the numbers are going to be absolutely silly and the strikeout numbers are still going to be really impressive. I'm sure that teams aren't going to really hit him around much, um, especially as we get into big 10 play. Uh, but I think that there is like for a first round arm, like I'm, I'm, I'm with you in that, like, you know, you, yeah, at, at least early on, it's, it's hard to imagine pulling the trigger on that mm, yeah. um, in the first 30 overall picks, but yeah extremely exciting talent with upside but um again he he looks more or less kind of like the same arm as he did last year yeah for sure all right um peter anything you want to plug before we get out of here um yeah just weekly college content um over on the site i drop every thursday a what to watch for piece where i talk about five series or at least early on um five series and or multi-team events um and what to look for in those uh teddy and i also drop the top 25 each monday and then draft podcast each thursday and college pod um also each friday or thursday but uh mm-hmm. no shortage of content and then also on my twitter i i kind of spam everyone's feeds as we get going <laughs> but uh super busy stuff and then in a f- super busy time and then in a few weeks uh, my initial 2026 college rankings. Awesome. Yeah. You're hard at work. Uh, I know it's busy season with the college season progressing. Hope you guys have been able to watch some college baseball. Um, it has just been a lot of fun to actually react to what's happening uh, again, instead of previewing it. So we are in the full swing of things. We've got stuff coming out pretty consistently. Um, I mean, on the, on the pro side, we've got spring training, um, ramping up. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff coming out from the prospect side. We also have the prospect wire on the website right now. So if you are like a fantasy fan, if you're just interested in prospects in general, this is kind of an expanded um, bapper format for us. And is also just a place where we can get you prospect information in a quicker, more digestible way. Um, there is a daily stats leaderboard for all of the prospects who are ranked top 30. There is a um, filterable and sortable uh, stat dashboard below this piece and it also features which is maybe the, the the piece i'm most excited about we can also put amateur content here as well so if you're just trying to keep up with prospect information in general you, you probably have already been subscribed to ba but this is another feature that we're adding to the site that hopefully makes that experience just a little bit easier for you um let us know what you think about that feature like like i said i'm really excited about it i like using it just as again as someone who 
wants to keep up with these players. Um, it's fun for me, but like you can, you would have known about um, Charlie Condon and Hagen Smith um, and kind of stuff they're doing from this as well. So hopefully that's just a way to service some information to you guys better on the site. So check that out. Check out all the content Peter's talking about and just BA in general. Um, and we are very thankful and appreciative of your support uh, because you guys, BA subscribers, allow us to have this show where we can talk about college baseball and go travel and see these players and talk to coaches, talk to players, um, and try and break them down the best we can for you. So thank you guys. Um, for Peter, I'm Carlos. We will see you guys next week. So long. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.